0: Hey, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Braithers Show. Woo! I mean, that's all you gotta do, just take a big old deep breath and a sigh, basically, because if you've been watching the news, there is all level of craziness and insanity. A lot of things happening in America right now. Lots of things. Not the least of which is this beautiful mustache. Look at it. Oh, party foul, Steve, look at it. I'm looking at at it. it. It's mesmerizing,
1: I know. Did you take the day off yesterday so you could shave and shape your mustache? No, no, no,
0: it's been like this all through the weekend. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But anyway, it's uh, I, I I we weren't on yesterday. I was a little under the weather. Still not 100%. It's not COVID, so don't worry about it. A uh, little bit iffy in the stomach area. Anyway, Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians and the puppet master Mark at the helm, driving this mothership, which is Studio 22. We're going to go into some interesting nether regions today. Uh, got some things that I'm going to share with you from my heart because I got a lot of things to say Steve
1: yeah I since I didn't do. say
0: it yesterday I got a lot of things to say and I know that everyone is waiting with bated breath to get the opinion of a guy with a bad magnum pi mustache yeah. bam look at that <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's almost like you're going to be in a Western movie or something.
0: Almost, it's almost like I'm been cast in a movie or something. Yeah, you never know. Uh, But we're going to do that, and uh, we got, I'm going to get into some things today. We're going to show you a couple of little video clips. I want to, I want to get controversial, but I, let me let me make some let me set some criteria for the rest of the episode. Okay, let me just set some criteria where we're going to go. Remember, I've always told you that the issue is never the issue. Okay, so whatever somebody's saying to you when they're making an argument or whenever you're watching a news thing or whatever, the issue is never the issue. There is something that they're trying to get taken care of, but it's not the words coming out of their mouth. Now, Candace, you and I know, because we're in this business, we, we can see behind the scenes a little bit of the news media. We know that we're trying to put things out there that sell, right?
1: Exactly. Correct.
0: Okay. Because why would we sit in this beautiful studio? Why would we sit here and run our mouths every day if you're not listening? So we want to capture the attention of the audience. So we do things like the Jeffrey Epstein special or the controlling voices that we talked about last week. Those are powerful things if people really pay attention to what's being said there. You're responsible for coming up with titles and social media clips and things like that. And we do it to capture people. Sometimes it pisses people off. We hope that it will be kind of like a bait that's out there and just bring you in. But the issue is never the issue. What we're advertising, some, we, we do it that way to get you in here because we have something deeper we really want to take you into. Uh, so remember that when you're watching the news. Remember that when you're talking to – remember that when you're having an argument with your husband, okay, ladies, or your wife. The issue is never the issue. The second thing we want to get into today, uh, I want I want this premise to stay in your mind – is that history belongs to everybody. History belongs to everybody. Uh, there's not white history, there's not black history, there's not European history, there's not American history. Yes, we can chop those things up and focus on things that happen in those geographies or to those people groups, but history belongs to everybody. European history affects me as an American in the 21st century. Black history affects me as a white man in the 21st century. history belongs to everybody but do we have an actual actual recounting of history we've all heard that the winners get to write the history books and for a big reason that's true um so it's always told from a certain perspective these days history is being revised and it is being retold in a way that i don't think we're grasping the full picture and i want you to remember that because as we get into the episode i'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some history and the other thing that I want to talk about is that uh, the servant, the servant is, has a master. Let's just say that, okay? The servant always has a master. I'm going to leave you with those principles, and we're going to get into this thing. So remember, issue is never the issue. History belongs to everybody, and a servant always has a master. We're going to deal with that. And it's going, I'm going to draw a big old bow, wrap a big old bow on it, Steve. There you and go. And we'll give it to you like a gift today on the Chad Prather Show. We're going to have fun with this. Uh, hey, you know, working from home is driving up the worst type of cyber crime. It's getting bad. It's called home title theft. We're all working from home these days. You got uh, not only work, you're doing your banking, video conferences, meal delivery, social media, you're shopping, cyber criminals, are doing the same thing. They're online right now, but they're target- targeting your homes. Actually, they want the money they can get by taking out loans against your home. You're like, how in the world can they do that? It's called home title theft. See, your home uh, title is online and they can go out there and they can find it home title lock is how you protect your home from these cyber thieves the legal titles online they find it they forge your signature they state that you sold your home to them they file those papers then they take out loans on your home leaving you in debt you got the payments to make so banks and insurance companies and the basic identity theft services they're not going to protect you or your home title home title lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title so protect your home now go to home title lock Dot com. Register your address. See if you're already a victim. They'll tell you for free. And then use code CHAD and you'll get 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis. That's hometitlelock.com. Use code CHAD. Stay there. We'll be right back. All right. Well, world's gone crazy. We know that to be a fact. People have taken to the streets. You're scared to talk, aren't you?
1: No, I'm not. You're scared to say no, anything. I'm going to say whatever I say is going to come out wrong, somebody's going to be offended and take... Well, that's okay. It's, I, You know, yesterday I
0: posted that picture of one of the t-shirts that we sell on the site, and... I had done a bad, crappy Photoshop job on The Rock, on Dwayne Johnson. Did it on purpose, right? To make it look like he was obviously not wearing one of our shirts. People lost their minds. I mean, it just, and I commented on there. I said, these comments are why the left think you're stupid. Yeah. Because stop, people. Stop. I want us to get more educated. Stop letting social media, and look, I love social media. I would be lying if I said I didn't. I love social media. It has a purpose. Go back and listen to our voice episode from last week. And, and just, anyway, there's power there. But be careful with it. Don't educate yourself on social media. <laughs> and, and just don't, don't worry about it so much. Real life is not social media. It's not. I was in, um, I was in uh, Nashville this past week. And I went through the airport. Odd experience, for me, because first time in two months I've been in the airport. One, I didn't have you with me. That yeah. was weird.
1: I missed it too.
0: And it was just an it was a weird <laughs> thing uh, going through there. But it was life as normal as far as interacting with people. Uh, there were people of all colors. I, I think, I guess, um, I talked to a lot of people in the airport. You know how we do. We visit with folks. Yeah, sit at the bar, or whatever, and hang out, and uh, it, it just it's. And then I'm like, you know, this isn't so, social media. We'd be fighting with each other or something. But in real life, we don't do that. That's a crazy thing. Uh, So stop thinking that that's real life, first of all. And remember when I told you that um, the issue is never the issue. They're trying to make you believe right now that we are a world at war. If you continue believing them, we will be. If you continue thinking that that is 100% reality in this country, then we will be. Stop believing them. The issue is never the issue. Uh, the issue, the true issue is this. They know that if we get along, they're in trouble. Now, who's they? You're going to have to tune into one of either tomorrow or Thursday night's episode. We'll get into the they. But the powers that be, the voices, the folks that are out there, the ones who are trying to control this thing, who are after the true power, they're the ones who want us at each other's throats. Now, we, you're wearing a shirt right there that says be nice. I think
1: that's a pretty good philosophy of life. I've tried to live that way. It is. It's a whole lot harder to be. You have to go out of your way to be ugly to someone. Being nice is easy.
0: Isn't it fun, though, when you can just go out there and smile and somebody smiles back? It's a contagious thing. Um, And I have people who have objected to that shirt on my site. They're like, oh, man, you be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, why are you out there looking for an opportunity to not be nice? That was that
1: person not being nice. I mean, <laughs>
0: like, just, just be nice. They had to go through
1: all that effort to. They couldn't I, just hit thumbs know, up and go about their business.
0: I don't. I don't. That's one reason I don't like being around drunk people because all of a sudden they're not nice anymore. Yep. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? Just be nice. So they're trying to control you. They're trying to keep us at each other's throats. But I want to take you back uh, into some. I want to show you some video clips. And I'll, if for those of you listening, I will tell you what's going on here. Most of them have the audio; you could tell. But I want to, I want to, I want to take you through a series here and show you where we are. The first clip, and I want you to go in that exact order that we've got them in. Candice, I want you to show. This was from uh, 2015. This was during the Baltimore riots, which I'm sure you remember well. This is the voice of then President Barack Obama.
1: When individuals get crowbars and start pry and open doors to loot, uh, they're not protesting. They're not making a statement. They're stealing. They're destroying and undermining uh, businesses and opportunities in their own communities uh, that rob jobs and opportunity from uh, people in that area. That is not a statement. It's people, a handful of people taking advantage of a situation for their own purposes, and uh, they need to be treated as criminals. A handful of protesters, uh, a handful of uh, criminals uh, and thugs who, uh, who tore up the place.
0: Okay, that's Barack Obama, right? The great messiah. He just called them thugs. Now, if Donald Trump had called them thugs, <laughs> when Donald Trump says anything of that nature, people lose their friggin' minds, all right? And Obama caught a little bit of grief for that. Just a little bit. It was mentioned in some news stories and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've seen several clips of that speech where I actually had to go look for it to find one where he says thugs because most of them cut it before it gets to that point. Right. Because, again, you can't let Obama do anything wrong. I love it when Obama, I kind of miss that old, you know, Obama would take that elbow and lean on the podium there. That's when he was getting cool. That's when I'm just talking to you now i'm just telling you what you need to hear from me i'm not i'm not the president anymore i'm your buddy well in that moment he called them criminals and thugs and he says the writing doesn't accomplish anything all right now i understand there's folks out there with voices they want them to be heard man there's so many things i want to go into right now candace but i'm saving it for uh, later this week uh I'm with you on that. I'll stand with you. I will go arm in arm. I'll march with you. I will walk with you. I will. I will stand against injustice with you. I don't care the color of your skin, socioeconomic background. I don't care. I will protest with you because I do not want anybody on this planet, no one in this country, to experience injustice. We're the greatest country that's ever existed under the greatest constitution that's ever been written. There's no reason anybody should experience injustice. We've got a history of it. It is a sad, sad scar on the history of this nation. And I'll stand with. You. But when it comes to rioting and looting and all of this stuff, that's no longer protesting. It's no longer protesting, and that's an issue, and even Obama said it. Play the next clip. Now, here's a group of white people. He's got a bullhorn basically announcing what they're doing, and what they're doing is washing... A black man and a black woman's feet as they're sitting on the park bench. Cops are coming in. They're one kneeling down. And then just heard about Various white race. people are coming in to kneel the down. Over the bullhorn, he's talking about us being one race. Repenting, Lord, for our we're repenting. Lord, repenting, for our pride. repenting for pride. For thinking, that we are better, that we are thinking we're better
1: than anyone else. Now, was that staged? Was that like planned and prepared or impromptu?
0: Well, I mean, I don't know at what level. Obviously, they plan to go out there and wash feet. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I got you. I'll tell you what's wrong with that. Remember one of, the, one of the premises I said, a servant always has a master. <clears throat> I know that looks very spiritual and very virtuous, and you were seeing videos of people going out washing feet everywhere. But let me remind you, then when Jesus went to wash the feet of his disciples, which is what this is based off of, and yes, he did command that we go out and do what he did in that regard, Peter said, you will not wash my feet, because that was the job of the servant. He said, you will not wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, then I, you have no part in me. And Peter says, well, then don't wash my feet, wash my entire body also. And so Jesus said, no, it only required uh wash your feet. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm your servant. But we all know who Jesus was. And if you read further into the Bible, it talks about that act of washing feet and that act of humility by the Son of God, who was, of course, superior. Why? Although he came to seek and save and to serve, we follow him. So to get down on your knees and wash someone's feet with the wrong intention, and that is I'm coming to ask your forgiveness for what I've done. Jesus didn't get on his knees and ask for Peter's forgiveness by washing his feet. He was basically baptizing him to go out as an apostle and serve just like Jesus came, to give his life just like Jesus did. So when you get out on your knees in a park like that and you announce to the world that I'm washing this black person's feet, you are in essence saying, I'm their
1: master. That's pretty deep. It is pretty deep. It is pretty deep. I ain't even washing my wife's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have been involved in literal foot washing ceremonies. They're powerful. They're powerful. But this is a perversion of that. And I know that people look at that and they say, oh, see, man, that's it's a spiritual awakening that's happening. No, it's not. It is actually re-identifying the master-servant role that's there and it's not good because if you're using jesus as an example if you're using jesus as an example then it's that's you're basically saying i'm the master these are my followers and i'm going to make them like me (laughs) i want them to be like me yeah so you understand what i'm saying there I don't need to go too far into that. I know you got it. But the other part of that is if you're not using Jesus as an example, what you're doing is you are getting on your knees and condescending to a black man's place. That is racism. When I have to condescend because I feel like, God, we repent of our privilege and our pride of being better than them or feeling better than them. Okay, there's a reason the Apostle Paul used the word condescending. Covetousness. When he talked about his sin, he said, "I covet, I covet." Why covetousness? Because you could see adultery, you could see murder, you could see lying, you can see all these things because they have effects on people. Covetousness, you can't see. It's a hidden sin. We've talked about that on the show before. There's a reason Paul said that. He said, "There's a hidden sin inside of me, and I'm wrestling with this thing." It just shows that I never get rid of it. Even Jesus said, "If you look at a woman with lust in your heart, then you've committed adultery already." That's inside. That's inner. You can't see the outward effects of it. When you sit there and confess to the entire world that you are now condescending to someone's place in life and saying, I'm privileged, you're basically saying that person's inferior and that is the sin of racism. You're hiding something in your heart that is not a good thing. And by condescending, getting on your knees, and going down to that quote unquote person's level, that's racism. I have never in my life, as far as I know, looked at someone with a different skin color and said, you're inferior to me. I mean, God test my heart if I'm, if I'm guilty of this. God test my heart. But as far as I know, I have a clean conscience here.
1: Well, they're just woke. <laughs>
0: they are. <laughs> but I mean, now look, that doesn't mean, that does not mean, that does not mean we don't have our prejudices. We all do. We all do. We all do. And it doesn't mean that we haven't had stereotypical humor or jokes about our culture or different cultures just as they have about, you know, us. It's the same thing. And you're lying if you think you are so enlightened with a third eye dot on the middle of your head where you can see God and all of his affinity. You're lying. We've all got prejudices, all right? That doesn't mean those prejudices shape and guide our life. So when I see this stuff, when I see that, It really pisses me off rant over on that we can go deeper but i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to take a deep breath take a deep breath and let me tell you where i'm coming from on this what's my motivation i love everybody i really do i love everybody i enjoy people i love being in the public going out into public and you know pretty much everybody that's ever hung around me they get that oh i can be an asshole
1: Right. Yeah, but for the most part, everyone's, man, he's such a nice guy. But they do. It's like, who doesn't want to be a nice guy?
0: I mean, I mean, you come to one of my shows, come to a meet and greet, I'm going to hug your neck. I'm a hugger. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I don't care if you're fat, skinny, gay, straight, black, trans. I don't care you I can you testify are. to that. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, remember when we did the shows in San Jose? And the guy walks up to me in the meet and greet, and he goes, well, I just live around the corner over here. This is San Jose, California. This is San Francisco. This is Bay Area. He goes, just want to let you know you got gay fans. I'm like, well, I got a gay agent. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, he's Cubano. It's, I mean, it's, 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 I don't think about stuff like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. I love everybody. So that's where, that's what motivates me here. It's not black and white racial reconciliation. I just want people to care about each other. That's the thing. And stop with this outward expression that accomplishes literally nothing. And it's I'm, it's condescension. Hang on. Before you do that, I want to hear that point. Hang on. Tack pack. We gotta we gotta sell some stuff here because we are still capitalists. Unlike some of these uh, woke I'm podcasts, st- that talk about they're anti-capitalists and then they want to tell you about. Things like tack pack. <laughs> I'm still waiting on my tack pack. By <laughs> the way, me too. Yeah, okay. tack pack premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical prepper, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. Forty nine ninety five, folks. You get at least a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Every time it comes in, it's sometimes $150, $200 worth of stuff. Uh, so you're going to get it from different companies. 511, Sons of Liberty, Gunworks, Mission First Tactical, Armor Spec, whole lot more. AR-15 parts, accessories, everyday carry tools, knives, gear to keep you prepared for when it hits the fan. And, boy, that's what we're talking about. It's done splattered all over the wall. So, June, that box Physically, their biggest box. Now, the upcoming July box is their heaviest. May and June both sold out very early. you got to sign up quick. Get the heavy box with over $100 worth of patriotic gear. Use the promo code CHAD at checkout to receive free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. These are flying off the shelves. Literally, go to TACPAC.com. That's T-A-C. TACPAC.com sign up today Tacpack.com. offer code CHAT and we're gonna be right back Okay Here we go I said the issue is never the issue What you're being told Never the issue Be careful with that mainstream media Those guys are tricky uh <laughs> servant always has a master. be careful who you're treating like a servant because you're in essence saying you're their master. be careful don't be condescending to people and I said history belongs to everybody um I want you to I want you to I want you to play this clip that I'm not a pressed clip listen closely to her accent and it's going to make sense as I get into what I want to tell you in this
1: clip. My point was that black kids in Chicago get killed every single day. Where is the black Lives matter in Chicago? Where are they? When black people kill black people, they don't come out and do this crap. The only time they do this crap is when a white person touches them. They are the racist. They are the racists. Because white cops, it's wrong for a white cop to kill a black person, that's for sure. But if it matters, it should matter at all times. So what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? You're not here to fight injustice. You're here if to cause drama. If men will be stop violence. It's not about In blacks. In a unicorn world, that's stop not a unicorn the world. Experience. Okay, since you're so... you think so... Blacks are, are oppressed. I am black, I'm not oppressed. That's I am free. That's good for you. That's an individual person. What about a systemic issue? Where? You. I am black. I've always wanted to be. I have a like. I do what I want. You have the skills. This is a country where you have the skills. You want to do what you want. You oh do God. it.
0: Imagine being so woke as a white woman <laughs> that you Try. can tell an African black woman about her oppression. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I want to get. I want to get into that more in a minute. Go ahead and play that next clip, Candace. This is. These are protesters addressing a police officer. Listen closely. <laughs>
1: To breathe, i need okay. you to do me a favor that is take what your
0: doing. guns put them under your chins and pull the trigger this isn't a response that so protests. i, I need you ready. to kill yourselves that's if, your only redemption
1: is what i'm asking you to do is tell me when you were sitting over in the go ahead
0: save us the trouble where? of tearing what you apart what and, what and kill yourself okay so you go from from the lady of african descent to that she's speaking with reason saying i'm black i'm not oppressed To these guys who are now saying, hey, we want cops to put the gun under their chin and pull the trigger and kill themselves. Save us the trouble. Um, You see the difference there? Because the white woman in the clip with the African lady, she's saying, what are you fighting for? What are you fighting? Why are you fighting? She's like, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. I'm not oppressed. Right? And then you have the exact opposite on the part of these so-called protesters, which, by the way, that was not an African voice. Or even a black voice. I'll just go out on a limb and say, yeah. that was a white man saying that, okay? Why is a white man telling the police to kill themselves? You got to watch tomorrow's episode to get into it. But we will get into it, either tomorrow or Thursday. I want to skip the Bill Barr clip. I want you to just show this picture right here of uh, Nancy Pelosi. Every This one's etched in everybody's. Aunt Nancy, Uncle Chuck. This is like, guess who's coming to dinner? Um... <laughs> like you tell you tell your parents i'm bringing my african-american boyfriend don't embarrass me uh I'm bringing them to dinner and this is how they show up with this uh kenti cloths around their neck i mean this is embarrassing they should have what this is white this is blackface they should have come out in black this is pure
1: blackface
0: so i want to talk about i want to spend the rest of our time remember i said history belongs to everybody i want to give you some history all right this is what we're up against folks this is what we're up against now, they have made this a black and white issue. Black lives matter. Well, 179 black lives apparently don't matter in Chicago because that's how many have been killed by other blacks this year alone. OK, uh, abortion is the number one killer of blacks in the U.S. It is pure genocide. Do those black lives matter? Uh I understand what you're saying. You don't have to explain to me what black lives matter. That's like saying, well, the rainforest matters. And somebody says, well, all forests matter. Yeah, but the rainforest is specifically in trouble. I understand your logic. And I agree with you on that logic. But when you take it to a level of becoming an organized activist political campaign, it's a different deal because now you have people who do not care about black lives. They care about the agenda. And there's a huge difference in
1: that. Don't at me. That's a a different in the movement versus organization.
0: It is. Like I said earlier, I'll march with you. I'll stand with you. I went to the protest the other day in our town where we live. You were one of the eight? (laughs) I went to the, I didn't count heads, but I went, I went, I was over there. Um, uh, I observed. I didn't participate. I observed. I I want to see what was going on. Uh, And I I came directly from the airport and, and went over there. But I want to tell you, go back to that picture there of Aunt Nancy, Uncle Chuck. There they are. They got their Ashante Kente cloths on there. Um, This is African appropriation. You would think that someone in Washington, D.C., some aide, some clerk, someone would have looked at them and said, this is a really bad
1: idea. If they were in college, they would have been kicked out of their fraternity and sorority.
0: Right. So this would have been a bad move. Kente cloths are used a lot by the African-American community in uh, black fr- fraternities, for instance, mm-hmm. on college campuses. They're used as a sash for graduates many times, but it's by African-Americans, by blacks. OK, mm-hmm. they're appropriating a culture with the whole thing about cultural appropriation has been a nightmare. Now, let me talk about what culture they are appropriating. Now, I spent you've heard me say it a million times, I spent a lot of time in West Africa, Ghana. Togo, Benin, the Ivory Coast, especially Nigeria, that whole area is known as the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast was called the Gold Coast because they had so much gold in those countries that the Africans that inhabited those areas and those lands, those kingdoms, if you will, they used gold as decorative, like sprinkling glitter on yourself. Literal gold. They would take gold dust and sprinkle on on themselves. That's how much gold they had. Well, it didn't take long for as soon as people started figuring out that there was that much gold there, you were going to have some folks who were going to come try to get it, okay? These are the people who wore these kente cloths. These are the folks. The folks of Ghana, which actually is the Ashanti Empire up until 1957. So you go all the way back to like 1640 up to 1957. So we're just talking less than 100 years ago. That was the Ashanti Empire. Now we call that area Ghana. Ghana is where this kinti cloth came from. Ghana was the leading place of African slave trade. That is where almost all European slave trade happened right there. The Ashanti Empire. Let me tell you, the very first slave traders. Now, I know you've always said, well, you know, Africans, they sold Africans. To Why did Africans sell other Africans into slavery? Why? Well, the Akwamu empire where well, they were the very first slave traders with europe all right it was prisoners of war able-bodied men they'd kidnapped and if you offended the chief they'd sell you off all right now who were the first let's say white people who came it was mid-15th century 1444 the portuguese they came in they took those pow's the men who were kidnapped and those who offended the chief and they took them to lisbon and they sold them and it was such a profitable business that guess what the english got involved the spanish got involved uh the french got involved the dutch got involved and so it became this massive trading thing that happened this remember this is where this is where this kenti cloth came from this area so now what they're doing by wrapping that around their neck is they're paying homage to one of the greatest atrocities of human history. They're paying homage. They, every single color in that kenti cloth has a meaning. Every single color. And it's been, what's the most dominant color you see in that, Steve. That's not a close-up, but but what's the most dominant? It's a
1: dark maroon color, I guess. You see that,
0: but how much yellow or gold do you see? Oh, There's a lot of yellow and gold. You see how that's the background? you know what the yellow and the gold stands for? Superiority and wealth. (laughs) You can't make this up, man. Superiority and wealth. They're wearing something with a yellow background as a kenti cloth. Something that is a symbol of the nation that started the slave trade with Europe. We're going to get more into this here a little bit because this is history and history belongs to all of us when we come back. Hang tight. Okay, we'll get back to the history lesson in a second. but uh, Everybody's seen the clip of Nancy Pelosi, 80 years old. I mean, whoever's idea it was for them to kneel down for 8 minutes and 46 seconds there in the halls of the Capitol and do that moment of silence for it. I mean, these are some folks. Jerry Nadler couldn't get down. He couldn't go down. <laughs> <Jerry>. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons. But I want you to watch this clip. You've all seen it. want I want to show you something specific. I'm not just making fun of Aunt Nancy here. Although that's easy to do, but watch the clip of her trying to get up after eight minutes forty six seconds. Oh. <laughs> okay, she's reaching out, she's laughing because this is a she knows this Better is a photo op. Bad time to have on high heels. <laughs> Bad time to have on high heels. Then she turns around; she's obviously not comfortable in her face. You can see the pain and the anguish. Eight minutes forty six seconds is a
1: long time to be down on one
0: knee, especially, especially for an eighty year old woman.
1: Yeah. And okay. Let's talk about the eight forty six. And that represents Okay, well
0: let's do that. But let me let me build up to that. Okay. So, first of all, just last week Donald Trump walked over to the church and held up a Bible, and and people said that's a photo op and it's nonsense, and they crucified the guy for holding up a Bible. All right. There was reasons why he held up the Bible. It was a reference to George Floyd, but that's beside the point because nobody got that. All right. You're telling me this isn't a photo op? This is a freaking photo op, and it was a bad idea.
1: That whole thing was a charade. The
0: whole thing was. You're going to wrap yourself in a kente cloth. You're going to go out there. You're going to, um, anyway, assimilate somebody's culture like that, and, and a culture that you really should not be assimilating in this context. And then you're going to do that, and uh, um, you're going to kneel down, of all things. Kneel down. This isn't Colin Kaepernick. You're talking about George Floyd. You're trying to honor George Floyd, a man who died by someone kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. It's horrible. I hate the fact that I've had to watch this video over and over again. It saddens me. It breaks my heart. And no, I don't think of George Floyd as a martyr. I don't think of George Floyd as a hero. George Floyd did a lot of things wrong in his life. He shouldn't have been doing what he was doing when that happened. But still, what happened to him is tragic. He didn't do anything that should have caused him to lose his life like that. Um, And yeah, I do think the cop probably needs to hang by his toenails. So that being said, she gets up. After that thing, she says, oh, it's a bad time to have Yeah, hey, heels. And then she says, hey, you, you can see uh, eight minutes, 46 seconds. It's, it's hard. You can see how difficult it was to have, how long that was to have a, a knee on a neck. She just said that they were emulating the cop who had the knee on the neck for almost nine
1: minutes. Exactly.
0: She brought it up. She didn't... That's what she compared what she was doing to.
1: She should have been laid down on the floor with someone with their knee on her neck <laughs> if they wanted to portray that.
0: I mean, you can't make this up. It Remember, the issue is never the issue, folks. She's trying to make this big photo op out here. She's right there in the front and center. She's trying to do all of this stuff. And then she gets up and she tells the real issue. It's a long time. She began with the knee on someone's neck. Holy shit, Lady.
1: I mean, my God, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Anyway. I I don't care what color you are, what party you're affiliated with, you can see right through that.
0: They caught a lot of flack for it, rightfully so. Okay, they caught a lot of flack for it, just like Jacob Fry. I mean, my most retweeted thing over the weekend was the video of uh, Fry, 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 the mayor of Minneapolis who was doing the Cupid Shuffle with the group of blacks there out on the street. I mean, it was just the most pathetic, robotic thing I've ever seen in my life. Virtue signaling. I mean, more more, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a few minutes after that, they told him to hit the road, Jack, because he said he wasn't into defunding the police. Uh, And he's wearing his little pedal pushers capri pants all rolled up with his... (laughs) Looks like he's wearing shape-up shoes. (laughs) Thanks, Joe Montana. My Uh. shape-ups. So... Where am I going with all this? What's the whole point? In in simplistic terms, uh, there's a lot of history that's there. And I get that people are coming at this thing, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? That's what all good politicians do. Um, They're sitting in the midst of a crisis. And they're going to utilize it for every photo op they can, every opportunity. You know, for a little while, I was a little bit pissed off that Donald Trump wasn't coming out and saying more about it. But, but as Donald Trump has emerged and said some things, there's some pretty powerful speeches out there by Trump in the last few
1: days. I'm kind of glad he hasn't just rushed to jump out. Yeah, kind of let them kind of do what they're doing. Yeah. And the results, you see what the results. Yeah. Are. Um,
0: you know, I've got, I've got,
1: I've, I've had, it's been an interesting weekend
0: of debate. I'll put it that way. But I always remind people, I say, you know, I, I have, a, I have a family member who debated me over the weekend uh, over social media uh, thinks I'm just pandering to the masses trying to make money off of this thing because I posted he does that every now and then that's okay he likes to debate he's a
1: he's a smart guy he's just he sees things differently than I do um, <laughs> sounds like he's trying to get in your light a little bit
0: well you know you know it's, it's one of those things where you know I posted the thing about the first slave owner in the United States what I was pointing out about the slave trade out of Ghana, the Gold Coast, was uh, that Americans were not the, the the slave traders. We weren't the white slave traders to begin with. It was European. That was a European business. It was a windfall for them. Um, the very first slave owner in America was a black man. He's a black man, a very successful black man. He came over as an indentured servant, got his freedom, and became very wealthy. Um i'm not saying america's innocent i'm not saying that but i'm saying this is not just an american scar okay this is an african scar this is a european scar this is a this is a A world it's a world scar it is slavery has gone everywhere every skin color has been enslaved and i'll remind you that the Asante, whenever whenever the ashante empire started trading slaves they traded them north first which means they took them further up into africa then they came down to the coast when the Portuguese started coming. And it was such it was such a it was such a profitable thing. They already had all the gold, right? So here comes these European traders. They want to come out. By the way, all historic evidence points to the fact that all of the coastal forts were just that. They were coastal, which means that the Europeans stayed near the coast. They didn't go up venture up into the inner lands where the people lived off of the gold coast they didn't go up into ghana you know why because there were africans that would bring other africans down to the coast for them they would trade gold well they didn't need gold it was the gold coast they're decorating their bodies in gold they didn't need that so you know what they traded what would you think they traded guns oh guns they started bringing them guns and you know what happened
1: they get more slaves they
0: got more slaves they were able to capture more people. The Ashante Kingdom grew and grew and grew. Y'all don't understand how big these countries are in Africa. You take Nigeria. It's the size of Texas and Oklahoma combined. It's a big country. It's a big, big country. Um, I've seen all of the what would be the Texas part of it. <laughs> Up north, they would cut my head off. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been all over Ghana, Togo, Benin, Ivory Coast. I never got out of Abidjan, but I've been there. I've been there. Um beautiful culture beautiful people they still hold on to those cultures i love the video of the african lady who came out talking about the ashante cloth and that thing's kind of gone viral where she says stop treating us like we're children this is not some decoration that you have around your neck this has meaning to us every color in that kenti cloth has a meaning And you are appropriating that Ashante culture like it's just, you know, you know, it's like you what are you watching the power of one and you're singing South African music or the Lion King where you're singing music from, you know, the Masamara or uh, or from Kenya or something like that. Come on, man. This is not that. This is not that. So to come out and use that as a photo op is an atrocity of history because this is not just an American problem. Now, do we have an American problem? Uh, There are those out there who say we do. Um, and yes, we do. You know what it's called? Man's inhumanity to man. I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it till I die. The problem is man's inhumanity to man. Why do you think that George Soros' funded Antifa is infiltrating these Black Lives Matter protests and you actually have black protesters who are getting pissed off at white people for defacing? public property because they're the ones who get the blame. But George Soros knows that he can fund these Antifa rioters and they're professional rioters. He sends them to cities all over. Then you got pallets of bricks on the corner. So much I could get into right there. But let me tell you, ultimately this is about trying to create chaos so that certain people can keep control or get more of it. Know your history, folks. This isn't a black and white issue. You know, I told I told the guy that I was debating with this weekend, I said Why do we not hear from the Asian community? Why is the Asian community not protesting? They I mean, they will protest. We saw it in Hong Kong. Almost a million of them in the streets. Well, because Asians make more money per capita than any other demographic in this country. Why? Why? Because of their culture. Because of their culture. Ultimately, I go back to the prejudicial thing. We see different cultures and we're prejudiced. Is there problems that need to be fixed? Absolutely. But as long as there are human beings, there will be problems that need to be fixed. Why? Because this isn't something that gets fixed by getting on your knees with an Ashante cloth or a Kente cloth around your neck. This is not something that gets gets fixed by getting on your knees and washing somebody of a different color's feet. It's not that problem. It's a heart issue. You can't see it. You can't see racism. You see the result of racism. Okay? You see the result of it. You see the fruit of it. That's what we got to deal with. But ultimately, it's not the results we're fighting. It's the heart we're fighting. And that's what we got to keep working on. Stay there. We'll be right back. Yeah, they estimate by the time... Uh by the time that was all done, said and done, as far as the trading goes, they had traded over 180,000 guns along the Gold Coast. That's a lot. That's a lot of weaponry, man. Uh, we should all be ashamed. We, we, I mean, I, I say that as a culture. I'm ashamed that anyone could ever do that to another human being. But I'm not asking anyone's forgiveness because, I I've, you look, you have to, as I said, history belongs to everybody, but history also demands that you interpret people according to the times in which they lived, no matter what. There are certain things that people were told that, I mean, they used to believe, you know, the Roman Catholic Church in medieval times, they used to make people, they, they taught people there were ghosts and goblins out in the woods, right? And people believe that stuff. It's how you're taught. It's how you're taught. And that's the sad thing. We're teaching, we're not learning from history. We're not paying attention to the real issues and we're not serving each other in the way that we really and truly should be. I want you to tune in the next two nights. I'm going going all Glenn Beck on you. If we can figure out how to arrange it in here, Mark's going to figure it out. I'm going to bring the blackboard out because I want to show you Again, we talked about the voices last week. I want to talk to you who those voices are, put a face to them, put a name to them. And I know there's some that you you already know, but I want to show you some things that you don't know and how this whole thing is playing out. And I want to paint the agenda for you in a schematic that's going to make it all make sense. It's going to make you a lot of fun at cocktail parties. It really is. It's going to help you make <laughs> friends and influence people. I love y'all. Steve, love you. Love you, Candace. Love you, Mark. Love Natalie. She's not here. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>